the lottery is not something that I play regularly. In fact, I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've actually purchased a ticket. However, whether we play the lottery weekly or whether we've never played it, we have all, at one time or another, imagined how fantastic our lives would be if we won the lottery and became instant millionaires. Yet, even if we were lucky enough to win the lottery, and the chances of that are abysmal, even if we're lucky enough to win the lottery, odds are a winning lottery ticket is not going to make our lives all that fantastic. Interestingly, an estimated 70% of lottery winners actually end up broke a few years later. This tremendous wealth has suddenly fallen in their lap. But they lack the discipline, the financial literacy to handle this vast amount of wealth. Or we could say that they don't have the wisdom to know what to do with riches. In our first reading, the Lord speaks to Solomon in a dream and says, Ask of me something and I will give it to you. And Solomon asks for wisdom. He asks for an understanding heart to judge God's people and to distinguish right from wrong. You know, Solomon would go on to be far from a perfect king, but at least as a young king, he had the humility to know that he couldn't order his life rightly, let alone his kingdom, without this wisdom from on high. But let's be honest. If God posed that question to us, it would be really tempting to ask for something else. If God said, ask of, ask of me something and it's yours, what would you ask for? Maybe we would ask for health for ourselves or a loved one. That's a good thing. Maybe we'd ask for riches. You know, we'd say, hey, I could do a lot of good if I had millions of dollars. Maybe power saying, you know what, all these people who have power now, they're doing it wrong. I could do it right. And we could go on and on. It's tempting to want health or wealth, power or prestige. And frankly, there's nothing wrong with all four of those things. They are all good. Yet without wisdom to order things rightly, we don't know how to handle those good things correctly. And in time, we will find ourselves like an ex-lottery winner, broke and not quite sure what happened. Without wisdom, we don't know how to properly handle the good things of this earth, and they can very easily become the source of our undoing. So what is wisdom if it's so important? Well, wisdom is not sim simply a synonym for knowledge. No, wisdom is the highest kind of knowledge. St. Thomas Aquinas defined wisdom as knowing things in light of the highest cause, right? And the highest cause is God. And once we know things, once we know things in light of the highest cause, wisdom seeks to order everything in light of God's goodness and love. One who possesses wisdom is able, in a sense, to see things from God's perspective, according to his mind, as things really and truly are. You know, the modern world hears that and scoffs. How is that even possible? Well, through the light of our natural reason alone, we can, after much difficulty, we can arrive at knowledge of God's existence. We can arrive at some knowledge about God and seek to order things accordingly. 
One who does this arrives at the natural wisdom of the great philosophers, Aristotle and Plato. Yet there is a deeper wisdom still. For God in his great goodness revealed his wisdom to us. He spoke his wisdom down through the ages to the patriarchs and prophets of old. And then in the fullness of time, his eternal world, be, uh, excuse me, his eternal word became a man like us in all things but sin. Jesus Christ is wisdom incarnate, the fullness of God's revelation to man. In our first reading, God says that he will give Solomon a heart so wise and understanding that there will never come one equal to him. Well, Christ is not Solomon's equal. Christ is greater than Solomon. He is wisdom incarnate. And this has profound implications. You know, St. Thomas Aquinas once wrote, Before the coming of Christ, none of the philosophers was able, however great his effort, to know as much about God or about the means necessary for obtaining eternal life as any old woman knows by faith since Christ came down upon earth. Now, I'm sure St. Thomas Aquinas meant no offense to old women. That wouldn't be very wise. But think about his point. Our knowledge of the faith, right? Our knowledge of sacred scripture and sacred apostolic tradition gives us a wisdom immeasurably greater than that of Aristotle or Solomon. Look, I get it. Most people don't have the time to study philosophy. But we can all find time to study our faith. Why? Look, God has revealed his wisdom to us for a reason. Our life is a journey with a destination. It is a pilgrimage towards our true homeland of heaven. Wisdom helps us to order all things in life towards this goal of one day arriving at the new and eternal Jerusalem. And don't be deceived. This journey is not an easy one. It's fraught with danger. We need this wisdom from on high to order our life towards the ultimate goal of heaven. And when we do that, when we order all things according to the wisdom of God, we are able to enjoy the good things of this life in their proper perspective. And they become tools helping us get to heaven. But when we don't order things according to the wisdom of God, we end up grasping at creative goods as if they alone could satisfy the longing of our heart and soul. And when we do that, the good things of this life become very often the source of our undoing. They become an obstacle along the road to heaven rather than a tool helping us arrive there. God has spoken his wisdom for our sake. So let's take time each day to read scripture or read the catechism so that we can order our life according to his wisdom that he's revealed to us. Yet there is a deeper wisdom still. Wisdom acquired by studying the faith, by studying God's revelation, is complemented by the gift of wisdom which comes from the Holy Spirit. Wisdom as a gift of the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to judge all things in the light of God. And this works through the force of our supernatural love for God. Let me explain that. Through his grace, God pours his love into our hearts and souls, enabling us to establish a true friendship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Now, all true friendship gives us a familiarity with our friend, right? With their interior disposition. We are enabled to see the world through the eyes of our friend, so to speak. Well, the love of God is no different, right? The love of God, which we receive in the sacraments, uh, confers on us the ability to see the world, as it were, through the eyes of God. And this love of God in our hearts and souls is meant to grow and increase. The more we come to love God, the closer our union with God grows. The more we come to love God, the better we are able to judge things according to the mind of God. This is why the saints who love God best of all are wiser than the brightest theologians. We grow in wisdom as a gift from the Holy Spirit by growing in love of God. So how do we grow in the love of God? Well, there's daily prayer, frequent reception of the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and confession, the works of mercy, both spiritual and corporeal works of mercy. That's the bread and butter of the spiritual life. Yet Christ gives us another indispensable help, his own mother. Our lady is given to be our spiritual mother to help us, to help lead us to her son. And, you know, one of the titles of the Blessed Virgin Mary is Seat of Wisdom. Why is she called Seat of Wisdom? Well, we've all seen images of Our Lady with the Christ child seated on her lap. Christ is wisdom incarnate. And so, when Christ as a child sat on Mary's lap, she was, in a very real sense, the throne or seat of wisdom incarnate. That's one reason, but there's another reason still. Think of the wisdom our lady must have learned from Christ, from Jesus, who is wisdom incarnate during their life together in Nazareth. In Nazareth, Mary learned from the one teacher who truly knows everything. And thus she enshrined the wisdom of Christ in her heart. And she is ever ready to share her wisdom with the least of us. She's ever ready to teach us how to grow in love of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so his gift of wisdom may increase in us. We have only to ask her, and she will give us of the treasures of her wisdom. So let us call upon Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, to help us to order our life in accord with the divine wisdom of God, to help us to grow in the love of God. Let us call upon Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom, by praying the rosary each and every day, so that she may help us obtain the wisdom to arrive at our true homeland of heaven. For in heaven... There awaits for us a higher wisdom still, the highest wisdom. In heaven, the blessed shall see God face to face. They shall experience, we shall experience the beatific vision. And in seeing God, we will know all things. We will experience he who is himself wisdom.